No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Jehoram reigns in Judah, but is an evil king because he marries an evil woman. It's a lesson on fatal attractions. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 8 on Simply the Bible. How many men have fallen to the fatal attraction of a woman? I personally have known many in ministry who have followed this painful course. They have sacrificed their family, their ministry, and their reputation. They may regret their actions, but those actions cannot be reversed. Thankfully, God is merciful and forgiving, and if we confess our sins, He will forgive us for Christ's sake. However, the damage that is done to relationships is often irreparable. And those who fall for this fatal attraction never know what could have been had they remained faithful to the Lord. Now, lest we regard ourselves more highly than we ought, thinking that such a thing could never happen to us, we should remember the warning of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10.12. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. David, the man after God's own heart, and the sweet psalmist of Israel fell in this way. And today we see that two of his descendants, who were also kings of Judah, fell into grievous sin because of the love of a woman. We continue in 2 Kings 8.16. Now in the fifth year of Joram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, when Jehoshaphat was king of Judah, Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat, began his reign as king of Judah. He was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. And he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, just as the house of Ahab had done. For the daughter of Ahab was his wife, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet the Lord would not destroy Judah for the sake of his servant David, as he promised him to give a lamp to him and his sons forever. The narrative now shifts from the kings of Israel to the kings of Judah. Jehoram was the son of King Jehoshaphat of Judah. For five years, Jehoram reigned as co-regent with his father, and now he took the throne. Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, had been a righteous king. According to 2 Chronicles 18, he had riches and honor in abundance. However, he formed an alliance by marriage with the wicked king Ahab and his wife Jezebel. He did this by taking their daughter Athaliah as a wife for his son Jehoram. This evil alliance would cause great corruption in Jehoshaphat's dynasty. Since Jehoram was married to Jezebel's daughter, it is no surprise that he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, doing evil in the eyes of the Lord. 2 Chronicles 21 gives us more details of Jehoram's reign. After Jehoshaphat died, instead of calling his six brothers together to pray and seek God's blessing, 
Jehoram killed them and anyone else who potentially could challenge his authority as king. This was a common practice among kings of the world, but not among the kings of Judah. The murderous influence of Jezebel was now corrupting David's dynasty. All this because of one bad marriage. With his brothers now out of the way, Jehoram was free to introduce the worship of Baal, the god of Jezebel, to all Judah. And this began the downward trend of Judah that would ultimately lead to their Babylonian captivity several generations later. God would have been completely justified in destroying Jehoram and his kingdom. But for the sake of David, he allowed Jehoram to reign for eight years and kept David's dynasty alive. However, God did bring several judgments to Judah during this time. In this, we see the remarkable patience of God. He is slow to anger and slow to bring judgment. He shows mercy to thousands of those who love him, but he will ultimately punish those who don't keep his commandments and who won't repent of their sins. Verse 20. In his days, Edom revolted against Judah's authority and made a king over themselves. So Joram went to Zair and all his chariots with him. Then he rose by night and attacked the Edomites who had surrounded him and the captains of the chariots and the troops fled to their tents. Thus, Edom has been in revolt against Judah's authority to this day and Libna revolted at that time. David had defeated the Edomites, who were the descendants of Esau, and forced them to pay tribute. But in Jehoram's days, Edom revolted against Judah, establishing their own king. Jehoram tried to stop this rebellion, but he was unsuccessful. In fact, he and his army barely escaped with their lives. In addition, Libna revolted against Judah. Now, why did all this happen? Through Moses, the Lord told Israel that if they would keep his covenant, they would chase their enemies who would fall by the sword before them. Five of them would chase a hundred. But if they would not obey him and keep his commandments, then he would set his face against them and they would be defeated by their enemies. Those who hated them would reign over them and they would flee when no one pursued them. As Judah was now unable to stomp out the rebellion in their kingdom, they were beginning to suffer the consequences of their own rebellion against God. These are sobering words for any nation to remember, even our own. God is gracious, but compromise by not keeping the Lord's covenant has a high price tag. Thankfully, today we are under the new covenant, which is based upon our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and not upon our own works of righteousness under the law. However, Jesus said that the one who loves him will keep his commandments. We ought always to seek to keep our commitment to the Lord without compromise. Our motto should be no exceptions, no excuses no compromise. Verse 23. Now the rest of the acts of Joram and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? So Joram rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. 
and Ahaziah, his son, reigned in his place. The names Jehoram and Joram are used interchangeably. Joram is an alternative name for Jehoram, sort of like Bob for Robert or Bill for William. Because the king of Israel and the king of Judah each shared the same name, sometimes the name Joram is given for the king of Israel, and here it is given for the king of Judah. Jehoram, or Joram, died and rested with his fathers. Second Chronicles 21 gives us more details. According to the word of the prophet Elijah, Jehoram became ill with an incurable disease of his intestines, which ended with his intestines coming out, an extremely painful death. He was buried in the city of David, but not in the royal tomb, and no one mourned his death. In the twelfth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri, king of Israel, and he walked in the way of the house of Ahab and did evil in the sight of the Lord, like the house of Ahab, for he was the son-in-law of the house of of Ahab. Ahaziah is a classic example of the apple not falling far from the tree. He was 22 years old when he became king of Judah, but he only reigned for one year. His mother was Athaliah, the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. Therefore, he was raised under this evil influence, and like his father, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord. What a powerful impression parents make upon their children, either for good or for evil. Now, he went with Joram, the son of Ahab, to war against Hazael, king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead, and the Syrians wounded Joram. Then King Joram went back to Jezreel to recover from the wounds which the Syrians had inflicted on him at Ramah, when he fought against Hazael, king of Syria. And Ahaziah, the king of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Joram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel, because he was sick. Joram, the son of Ahab, was Ahaziah's uncle. Ahaziah joined him in battle against Hazael, the king of Syria, but it did not go well. King Joram was wounded and went back to Jezreel to recover. Ahaziah went with his uncle, no doubt to comfort him during his time of recovery, but this would become the occasion for God to judge them both for their wickedness, as we shall see tomorrow. The reigns of Jehoram and Ahaziah are a sad chapter in the history of Judah. They illustrate the wickedness that occurs with a little compromise. Jehoram's father Jehoshaphat was a righteous king who loved the Lord, but for some reason, he sought to make an alliance with Ahab, the king of Israel. In so doing, he broke down the wall of separation that God had established, and this displeased the Lord. The consequences of Jehoshaphat's actions would be felt for many generations to come. His son Jehoram was unequally yoked to Jezebel's daughter, and this would prove to be a fatal attraction what was going on in the hearts of these two descendants of David. Was it pride, greed, or lust?
Billy Graham once observed that men in the ministry fall when they either touch the women, touch the money, or touch the glory. John the Apostle wrote in 1 John 2.15, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And King Solomon wrote, In Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. The things that lead to compromise, sin, and sorrow begin in the heart. Jesus said that it is what comes out of the heart that defiles a person. And as the prophet Jeremiah said, the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? Therefore, if we would do good to ourselves and to our future generations, then we must keep our heart with all diligence. Admittedly, this is no easy task, but we have the help of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. So may God indeed help us to keep our heart with all diligence, that what springs forth from it may bring life and not death. Remember, no exceptions no excuses, and no compromise. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where Elisha sends a prophet to anoint Jehu to be king of Israel and to strike down the house of Ahab, fulfilling the word of the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Kings on Simply the Bible. (laughs) 